Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. We are back after a month-long hiatus, so I hope everyone has missed us with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am eternally joined by... Hello, my name's Isabel, and... This is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about our favorite Japanese voice actresses. We have spoken about our favorite Japanese voice actors in a prior episode. Obviously, uh, Suda Kenjiro was mentioned a lot. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I think it is only right to uh, shift the spotlight to the, to the Japanese voice actresses tonight. So, Isabel, uh, why don't you start us off? You know, I'm really curious to hear what are your favorite Japanese voice actresses to have graced the screens that you've watched anime for, you know, what roles have stood out to you, which is like the moment that you're like, oh, I like this voice actress and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so the first uh, voice actress I was really behind was, uh, is her, I think she's pretty popular as well, so Romy Park. Ah! Um, <laughs> I don't know if it works because she usually plays uh, mostly like preteen or like teenage boys most of the time so uh and then they're kind of and then the other type of character she plays if they're female is more kind of like a tough female character i would say yeah 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 this is romy park let's go well, she has a good voice for that though like let's just oh, be honest <laughs> she really does i think the first one that i was really surprised about was the one in bleach that she did i think it was yeah toshiro hisagaya so. <gasps> oh yeah that's her most famous role yeah oh my mm-hmm. gosh i didn't even know that was her ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gracie her. Freaking out. i know i think half my childhood was just figuring out that all these voice actors for like naruto for example are actually yeah, voiced Tamari. by females oh yeah, she shoot, does Tamari yeah, too. she is Tamari. Mm-hmm. oh my god strong gosh. females and oh we love romi park romi park is the og man yeah, and obviously also her, uh, one of the other biggest roles in Full Metal. So Edward mm-hmm, is also mm-hmm. played by her, and I don't know. I just thought her name or like her is different for each character, but I feel like her voice really fits the character she's with, and I feel like she's very very animated, even as as a teenage boy. Even now, the most recent one I saw was um, the Itaden Deities Know Only Peace. Oh, she's in that mm. one. Okay, she's she's actually yeah, she's actually the main character. I would say Hayato, and and I just feel like she, her voice hasn't changed over the years. It's been way over twenty years that she's been you know voice acting, and I think she just does a great job at still being able to play main characters, supporting characters, and I never get really get tired. And sometimes I can't even tell it's her voice. I just assume it's someone else until I actually think about. It. I'm like, wait, this kind of sounds like Romy Park. Mm. Um, so throughout the years, I've definitely loved her for pretty much all the shows uh, she's been in that I've seen, at least. What's funny is I think her casting as like the tough, cool female characters is not far off from who she is as a person because I've read or I've seen those translated uh, video interviews with like, you know, audio interviews between voice actors and cast and stuff like that. And I, I forgot which one it was, but one of the audio interviews that someone graciously uh, translated on YouTube, uh, the voice actors in the cast were like, oh yeah, she's so cool. Like she's so much cooler than <laughs> any of us and stuff like that. And so it kind of, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, huh, maybe she is the characters, you know, for all we know. No, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, she totally could be because I, yeah, that's what the feeling I got from when she played the characters. I just think, oh, that character is really cool, and I'm sure a lot of other fans also just think that, oh, yeah, that character is really cool. And maybe they don't even think about the voice actor behind it; they just think that character is really cool. And then when you actually go to Wikipedia or just look up the roles that the person has played, then you're surprised by what they've done. So, what is your favorite role by her? Because you, because the Bleach character was one of your first roles that you recognized her as a voice actress. But what's your favorite out of everything you've seen so far? Uh, my favorite is actually surprisingly Hanji when she plays Hanji from Attack on Titan. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I can totally see it. Yeah, because I feel like it's a little different because Hanji's not really a cool character. And she's kind of, I guess, like a tough female character too, but she's also very, very wacky in a sense. I thought she was, <laughs> she's just like a mad scientist, right? And I never thought of Romy Park playing that type of character and just seeing her animated feels different. I haven't read the manga for Attack on Titan, so I don't know if it's like the same type of feel. But I feel like when she voice act, uh, voice acts for Hanji, it just makes her a totally different person. She's just so special. Like Hanji totally like grew on me throughout watching Attack on Titan. So she became one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I have to completely agree with you because when I asked you the question, my own mind was like, huh, who would I pick you know, out of the favorite uh, favorite role? And I definitely also thought of Hanji. I, like, she sold me the second Hanji like swung in on her 3D gear and was going, yahoo! And making like that excited noise and <laughs> yeah. stuff because she's like, I get to capture Titus and I get to experiment them, and, you know, figure them out and stuff like that. And, and it's just her character, her voice acting for that character just like sells the character so well. It, it just, I can't imagine Hanji without Rami Park's voice, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't imagine her without that role either. I don't know how she would be. I feel like Hanji would be a totally different character if it wasn't Rami Park voicing her. Yes, yes, exactly. Well, Romy Park is definitely a staple in the voice actress industry for sure. So who is your second pick for one of your favorite, for your other favorite uh, Japanese voice actresses that you've heard throughout the years? Yeah, the second one I have would be Saori Hayami. And uh, she voices characters like Shinoa from Seraph of the End and... Who's that other character? Also purple-haired in Demon Slayer. Oh, she Ara Ara. <laughs> that Ara Ara character. <laughs> does she go Ara Ara? I yeah, actually she, don't know. Well, she always does the Ara Ara, Sayonara, like, you know, uh, that sort of phrase. But yeah, Shinobu. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, her. Yeah, those are the characters she plays that I like the most. And the reason why I like her is because those characters are so sarcastic to me most of the time. And their pursuit's super, super playful, sometimes even a little mischievous. So that's why I like her. And I'm trying to think of, there's this other role that she, I first noticed her in. It was Snow, yeah, it was Snow White with the red hair. I think she like went all out for that role. Oh, yeah, she wait, was the main she character. Play? She's the main character. Yeah. She was oh, Shirayuki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because I associate Saori Hayami with a totally different character. So when you start naming all these ones, I'm just like, is it? <laughs> so I can't who do you Who do you associate mind. her yeah. with? <laughs> I associate Saori Hayami with uh, Ushiwa Kamuru from Fate Grand Order. Oh. Where she does the the grand oh that's why because none of you guys watched it so that makes sense <laughs> um, because she as Ushiwa Kamuru she makes like this really grandiose speech as she's about to basically give her life away in the series oh and it's like super awe inspiring so like when you start mentioning about like characters who are sarcastic I'm just like. Wait, she also plays that too? Well, she has such a nice range. Then. Yeah, no, no, no. I was about mm-hmm. to say, so I'm with Isabel. I usually associate her with mischievous characters, the ones who go, ara, ara. You know, there's always a female character that does that in, in anime and stuff like that. But uh, funnily enough, you poached one of mine, uh, Isabel. <laughs> oh, I, um, I think, sorry, Hayami as well. So I, I might as well talk a bit about it. But the uh but she has quite an exceptional range which you wouldn't think she would because her voice is pretty distinct in my opinion you know there's like right. an airiness mm-hmm. to it that like you hear it and you kind of know it's her but despite the fact that her voice is so distinct she has camouflage several times where i'm like that's sayori hayami like i am shocked because one of the most recent ones, which you guys haven't watched, but it's the Welcome to Demon School Iruma-kun. I've mentioned that one before in uh, I've mentioned that one before in our comedy episode where I where we yeah. talked about our favorite comedy anime. She voices one of the main female characters in there named uh, Amedi, who is tough. She is a tall, buff, tough like fox demon lady. And she is no nonsense, an absolute badass. And her voice is obviously a lot deeper because that's usually what you do when you associate 
broad-shouldered women as you envision them with a deeper voice. And I had no idea that this character was Sayori uh, Hayami voicing her, which after I realized it, I could hear her distinct like tone or her distinct airiness to that texture of her voice again. But before that, it just like completely flew over my head where I was just like, you know, I almost cussed, but like, like, <laughs> darn girl, like you're, you're good at this. You're really good. I can't flashy because I think people t- tend to typecast her when in reality, she's just proving herself over and over again, how insane of a range she actually has. So yeah. <laughs> was that, uh, was the Oari no Seraph role the one that opened the doors to her, I guess? Cause I know she got pretty famous because of how well she played Shinoa. <laughs> Yeah, but I think she maybe was popular before or had other roles before. Oh, definitely, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, definitely the one in Or, you know, Seraph stood out to me. I just really liked her character, and I wanted more of her, and I was glad I did get it, some of it in Demon Slayer as well, so I'm happy about that. Because other characters she plays kind of also cooler character, I want to say. She was like, I think she's in the Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches. Oh! Kind of plays a more, like, Oh, is she? Oh. I think it is. I think I have to double check that, or someone can check that for me. But uh, I know for sure she's um, Yukinoshita. I don't ones. recognize that anime. What is that oh, anime? I don't either. Yukinoshita would be the one in my teen romantic comedy, Snafu. Oh! So, oh, 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 oh! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yukino, yeah. Gracie and I are like, question mark? <laughs> Yeah, I know there's tons of characters that I should know, but I don't. But yes, I also like her in that kind of role, kind of like in a like a cool character in a school setting, a female who's kind of offstandish, and I like just her voice is just so like nice, uh, nice to listen to, even when she does when she sings as well, because I know she's into singing, and she actually wrote the lyrics uh, for Snow White. Uh, with the red hair she actually did both of the openings uh season one oh. and season two for that wait that's so cool yeah <laughs> I no, listen to the music really every day cool. and i don't even notice it <laughs> yeah it's hard to notice but once you notice it and you know that's her voice you can actually tell but i didn't know that until i kept listening to it even when i was watching the anime i thought isn't this the like, main character is singing this and i thought it was weird because usually voice actors they they would sing right or maybe do their own openings, but it would maybe be like one ending or something. So I thought it was really special that she actually wrote the lyrics and also sang the song for the opening for that anime itself. I feel like she was super invested in that in addition to just voice acting. So I think that I thought that stood out to me and makes her really special. Yeah, I have huge respect for people who know how to write songs, you know, like uh, lyrical compositions, because I, I can't even imagine trying to do something like that. So the fact that she's able to write the songs for the anime and then scene it herself, like, yeah, awesome. Absolutely awesome. So <laughs> um, out of curiosity, have you guys seen uh, Kakegurui? It's with uh, Jab- uh, Jabami Yumiko. It's like, it's really weird. <laughs> I read a little bit of the manga before, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch the anime, but I know what you're talking about exactly okay what about yeah. you isabel i actually started watching wait does she play gem mommy too i guess she does doesn't yes. she yes she does that I'm just <laughs> by her character that's why i couldn't watch it anymore oh my gosh i didn't know it was her though yeah no actually that was the series that caught my attention for sari hayami because and i think it came out before owari no server i think do not quote me on this so um but basically her her performance as Jabami was just so thrilling and chilling, unintentional rhyme, and <laughs> fantastic that I was just like, holy shoe, like, whoever is voicing this character is just pulling every stream possible out of their voice acting arsenal to act the heck out of this character, because Jabami is interesting to say the least. She is, she is in my yeah. opinion, a sociopath, because she doesn't really care about anyone and only cares about what she wants per se but at the same time she's not like she's not completely cold-hearted or anything she's just so obsessed with gambling that she can't see anything past that 
And there's one particular scene that stood out to me the most that ironically isn't when she was going crazy or when she's being her, you know, normally sweet sort of composure when she's just around normal people and gambling is no longer in the equation. It's when she was actually angry and Jabami becomes deathly serious and calm and nothing like the teehee like giggle giggle sort of personality that she usually has and the fact that the as uh, the fact that sorry Hayami was able to voice act that and with like a character that's just really kind of all over the place to do like a completely calm and serious scene with this character it just blew my mind away and I absolutely adored her ever since then so yeah <laughs> so that's actually my favorite role uh that she's ever played as as like a character in the anime and she's she's everywhere she's very very successful which you know really good for her so yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can see how like the seriousness maybe caught you because you know Javami's like a whole whole thing of like character or I don't know her personality is all over the place. But yeah, I think she's so used to that seriousness that maybe yeah that caught your attention because I think that's what she excels at too when she plays more serious and uh, calm characters. So I'm glad that stood out to you as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna have to pick another voice actress in the meantime because you poached one of mine. But do you have another one you want to talk about, or are we ready to pass it over to our friend who has returned to the country? <laughs> yes, let's pass it on to that friend. Okay, Welcome friend, back to the country. friend who has returned. Hello, <laughs> bonjour. <laughs> um, uh, so Isabel actually poached one of mine because I had sorry Hayami lined up too. Wait, we really? Wait, her. Her. like for different reasons right because i picked ushi wakamaru isabel had um a a slew of different choices and then um uh gracie had uh yumeno from kakuguri so that shows to testify like how much sayori has in the anime industry and how much range she can pull to actually get all these roles uh, but luckily, I managed to scavenge a little bit and find uh, two female seiyus. Um, actually, she, uh, Isabel also poached my backup, which was Rami Park. So <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> Isabel and I have the same taste. So yeah, clearly a lot of us are sharing the same taste. <laughs> Absolutely. We like strong, independent women with long range. Anyway, um, so my first pick is actually going to be Aoi Yuki. And okay. I know that there are two Aoi Yukis. Wait, did I post yours? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> Why are we like this? We all share the same brain cell. This is so terrible. Okay, continue. Um, I'll make my contribution once you're done. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. So I have to look for another Aoi- one now. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your fault for making me go next. Um, it's a, There's two Aoi Yukis though, right? I think there's there's uh, there's an Aoi Yuki for a guy, and then there's an Aoi Yuki for a uh, for a voice actress. So, okay, so we're talking about the same one. Yes, right. we are so definitely talking about, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the same one. So the Aoi Yuki that I wanted to highlight the most is one because she's been a very prolific voice actor for a very very long time, but two, most notably, I noticed her range when I was watching Boogie Pop the reboot. I think like back in the like 2017 or 2018. And there's a very and so the character that she plays as in Boogie Pop is she occupies the main character female main character's body and has like a higher pitched voice, and then when she turns into Boogie Pop, which sort of is like an alter ego, it changes in an instant, and you hear like this much deeper and like I guess a a much lower tenor for her voice that just literally comes out of nowhere. And she switches it so fast in between the series when she shifts between two personalities that it really just takes me by surprise by how easy it is for her to do it. And so that's what I really wanted to highlight the most about Aoyuki among the slew of her other roles that she has in the series. Like she plays uh, Diane from like Seven Deadly Sins. Um... What else does she play? She plays a Tornado of Terror in like One Punch Man. She plays Nina in Gangsta. She plays a lot of different roles. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and of course, who can, uh, why, I should not forget this. She plays Tanya from Saga of the, of 
Tanya the evil. Oh, so that yeah, really yeah, solidifies yeah, yeah. my <laughs> favorite right there. I love Tanya. Um, I love the series as a whole. I'm trying to read the light novel because it's so good. Um, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> uh, okay, so Aoi Yuki is an assassin in the voice actress world. That's how I see her. She is so good. It's absolutely insane. The amount of times that I've been like, wow, this voice actress is doing a good job. Like, I wonder who's who's doing this character. And then looking it up and be like, of course it's Aoi Yuki. Like, what happen, right? <laughs> so- she's so good at, like you said, Gracie, she's so good at camouflaging her role, like Sari Hayami, that you can't tell who she's doing. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. In fact, this happened recently. Like, this isn't even, like, an old thing. (laughs) Which series now? Yeah, no, no, no. This isn't even an old thing that's happened before. This is actually new. So uh, she voices a character in Sunny Boy. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, this character, like, you know, this character's voice actress did a good job. And I looked it up. I was like, oh, it's Aoi Yuki. Of course it is, (laughs) you know? And then. Oh, I literally. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, and then lo and behold, when I see what she's currently voicing, one of the other ones is the main characters of the High Case story, which is currently airing and I, which is a little girl and versus like the like a little girl who is, you know, learning a lot of things and, you know, enjoying her adopted lifestyle versus another teenage girl who's extremely cynical and basically is doesn't really interact with anyone outside of her cats and stuff like that. And I saw it and I legit went, what? Like she's also voicing <laughs> that character, too. And then now I can hear it. Because it's like, now I'm like, oh, yes, it is the same voice. It is absolutely the same voice. I don't know what black magic she is using to kill herself. <laughs> she is the true assassin that we all aspire to be. It really is. And I, it just like, it blows my mind. Another thing that, another one that she plays, which ironically is a character that everyone hates, but uh, it's Mamiya from Rent-A-Girlfriend. And yes, I'm actually going to mention a Rent-A-Girlfriend thing in a good context. Uh, Mamiya is uh, Kazuya is the main character's ex. And she was the one who broke up with him. And she is extraordinarily, what's the best way to put it? She is extraordinarily manipulative and plays a nice girl act with that, while she is obviously not a nice girl at all. And once again, I remember being like, oh, God, this voice actress is doing such a good job portraying this character. And lo and behold, looking it up online, be like, of course, it's Aoi Yuki again. Why am I even <laughs> expecting anyone else at this point? So, <laughs> oh, gosh, she's just so good. What were you going to say? Because I, I just went on my little ranch spiel of uh, what is Aoi Yuki? So... <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the list right now, and I'm, like, checking off all the boxes as you're mentioning all the other roles, and then I'm scrolling through, and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching Fena Private Princess, but I didn't think Cutting was going to be voiced by Aoi Yuki, but here we are, it's Aoi Yuki, and I'm like, Wait, oh, Cutting okay. from, from where? <laughs> Fena Private Princess. It's the other oh, female girl who, like, who uses the guns yeah, in the series. Yeah, 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 And I was like, how? Where? Who? <laughs> When? Why? So, yeah, <laughs> it really takes me by surprise every time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I keep like scrolling up the list and I constantly see myself going like, wow, I I didn't even know. I mean, she voiced Cole from Wotakoi. <gasps> no! <laughs> yeah! She does. <laughs> you can look it up! I saw that no. too and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> Yes, yeah, same. So I'm very like, ah, uh, yes, thank you, Aoi Yuki, for giving us this precious bean. Aoi Yuki Sama, if you can understand English and you're listening to this episode, how do you do it? <laughs> like, what's your secret? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. She just snipes all the roles and camouflages herself, and like, you don't the even range know. Range of the characters she can play. Like, I feel like you could draw a character out of a hat and give it to her, and she know exactly how to do it. I'm just like, what are you? How are you doing this? <laughs> Oh, she's just that good okay um, <laughs> i'm out of breath now because of me just being constantly astounded by her did do you have the same attachment to her like we do isabel 
I think not as much, maybe because I haven't seen the shows that she's been in that much. The one I've seen probably the most is The Seven Deadly Sins, and I don't like Diane that much. Uh, I, I don't see her voice in it, fair. but okay. I just don't like Diane as a character. Diane's cool and all, but I, f- I find her like her voice is just so high in that, oh. and it, it's just a little Isabel, annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Sorta Online with the Mother's Rosario arc? I didn't watch that arc, no. Okay, dang it. I was going to name a character from there as I'm scrolling through the <laughs> list. But you watch One Punch Man, right? She plays Tornado of Terror. Yeah, I thought that that character actually is, uh, is, was okay with me, but you know, I I didn't really associate her with that either. Neither did I with oh. Asui. I do like Asui a lot for My Hero oh, Academia. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She also plays, because uh, I mentioned this in another podcast because we're talking about overrated enemies that we really disliked. Uh, Roka, she was a uh, Fremi speed draw. Oh! No. Yeah! I can see that. What? Okay. Same. What? Same. I'm gonna perpetually just be in the, I don't know what's happening, what is real life when it comes to her. Like, Yeah, I feel, I feel like in this moment, like, all collectively, all three of our brain cells just broke and are like not functioning at I all. I just, I, I, I just, I don't understand how one performs the way that she does. So she just does. You just, you just gotta accept it, and you just gotta, you just gotta nod and keep watching the show. Jeez. Oh, oh boy. All right. So that is quite a bit of a. Quite a bit of a thing of Aoi Yuki. She is the absolute queen. And yeah, now you know what it feels like, uh, Isabel, to find out when she voices a character because you just can never (laughs) guess that she's the one who's behind that character. So with that lovely rant over, who is going to compare to her Agnes? (laughs) Okay, so Aoi Yuki has range, okay? Now I'm going to go for sexy female. Ooh, okay. Okay, (laughs) I am straight, but I sit for this voice so much okay. every single time. Um, it's going to be Atsuko Tanaka. Um, and you might not know her by the name, like straight out the gate, but she's the Japanese voice actress for Motoko Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell. Oh, oh really? okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, she also voices Conan from Naruto. I love Conan. Conan. I love Conan. Yes. Okay, that, yeah, I knew. I knew I was gonna hit Gracie somewhere with Naruto. So I'm like, all right, this is it. And um, and my favorite of all time because I really love um, was it uh, the um uh, the second arc in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in who she plays Lisa Lisa. She is a very sexy kind of femme fatale kind of character that's very has a very distinct voice when you hear it and you're just like ah yes this is you can step on me that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um she also plays um she if you if anybody plays video games at least in the Japanese context she also plays uh Bayonetta from the Bayonetta series and she is also Hanami from Jujutsu Kaisen. For anybody who's actually a big fan. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or if anybody's a Fate fan like me, she plays a uh, media caster from uh, Fate Stay Night. So that already is a very distinct kind of like slightly mommyish voice, but a little bit deeper. And it carries a lot of soul in the way that she acts as well. So that's why I really liked her voice as well. Yeah, I, I didn't know she was acting Lisa Lisa in JoJo's, but. Yeah, I didn't I- either. I love Lisa Lisa as a character, so I can totally yes! see that. <laughs> yes! Lisa Lisa. Okay, Lisa Lisa should have gotten more screen time than no, she, she did needed in, to. in Tendency. Uh, she got shafted off so hard at the end. I was like, why? Wait, did she die? I know. <laughs> no, it's like the way that they ended her. So the way that they presented her at the beginning is super badass. But the way that she ends her final fight at the end seems very... Eh? Question mark. Especially because it's revealed at the end. Spoilers for people who don't watch uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Battle Tendency. She's revealed to be the mother of the main protagonist in the series, and she actually trained him without him knowing that she's his mother. Oh. So she kind of played like the very uh, mysterious kind of like master Shifu Sensei kind of role, and was like really hard on her son. Um, so a lot of people really like Lisa Lisa, but then for all of the grandioseness that they introduced her in the series, she kind of fell short 
and lost her final battle. Oh, I see. Movies. Like there was too much build up, where there was so much build up on her that was really good, so it didn't perform to the build up essentially. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was kind of like, ah, they should have given her more because she's such a badass. But uh, he kind, uh, the mangaka kind of wasted his chance on her. But it's fine. She's still immortalized, I think, as a really cool character in the JoJo series. Are you sure it's fine, Agnes? <laughs> I mean, my, my myself says it's not fine. But there are many other really cool female JoJo characters in the later series. So I wouldn't put it past the author that he can't write good female characters. So he's actually doing, I think, a really good job with like stuff like Stone Ocean, even though I haven't formally watched it. I know a lot of people read it. So I think he stepped up his game, for sure. Okay. Well, you both really like Lisa. Like, what is it about her voice? Is it really just sexy? Like, you just feel attracted yeah, to sexy. it? Yeah, it's sexy. That's it. That's it for me. No, yeah, I feel like you could listen to her all day. Like, you would want her as your teacher. Please teach me how to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my how gosh. Mm-hmm. I sound so rabid, like I'm frothing at the mouth. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I I don't think I've, like, Conan is the only character I know her as, but unfortunately, Conan was underutilized, <laughs> so as many great female characters tend to be underutilized for anime during that time, not all, but a lot, unfortunately, so I, that's the only character whose, like, voice I have a connection to, per se, but it's really cool to hear that she's made an impact on Lisa Lisa, which, you know, obviously, you guys really, really love as a character, so... <laughs> All right. Well, it's my turn and both of mine got poached. So keep in mind, I found these while we were in the middle of recording because I was an idiot and I didn't bring any backups. But I am pretty reassured about the ones I picked. So the first one I want to pick is actually a voice actress that won the awards and our our anime training Seiyu awards for, uh, you know, Japanese voice actresses. It's Maya Sakamoto. Okay, okay. Yeah, she... Another very reputable one. Yep, she is a veteran in the voice acting world. She has been around for a while. She is also married to another uh, another award-winning voice actor, Kenichi Suzumura. And so, uh, so they're a voice acting power couple is one way to put it. But she is really, really good at playing the gender-neutral characters. And, uh, but also going to the complete other end of, like, the more sexier female characters as well. So, for example, she played, or, like, or younger boys as well. So, she played CL from Black Butler. Oh, Phantom Hive. Okay. No, 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 not Phantom Hive, from Black Butler. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, 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 that's his last name. Yes, Butler. yes, I'm dumb. Please, please ignore me. Please ignore me. <laughs> Maybe we can even cut it out because that was embarrassing. So no, 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 keep it in. It's part of the bloopers. <laughs> um, but yeah, CL Phantom Hive. So she plays Haruhi from Oran High School Host Club. <laughs> oh, cl- yes, Haruhi. Yes, and she won for playing. Um, I can't even pronounce it properly. It's the ReZero, Witch, Witch of Greed. And that's the one she won the role for, for our Anime Trending Awards. That really was, like, one of the best performances I've ever heard from her. And it really showed her range that time. Because, you know, CL, Phantom Hive, Haruhi, and even in the most recent Pretty Boy Detective Club, like, and um, even Akito from uh akito from fruits basket you know they're very gender oh that's a good role yeah yeah, yeah. but they're that's a very good role but they're very gender neutral characters and eki dona i i I, it spelled echidna but i know that's not how you pronounce it (laughs) (laughs) i know that's not how you pronounce it but the accursed pronunciation (laughs) (laughs) pronunciation i let english is my second language stop laughing at me (laughs) But essentially, in uh, Ekidona, which is the Witch of Greed and Re Zero, she goes, that character 
has like this incredible monologue basically like showcasing her greed for knowledge which was another thing i really enjoyed about re-zero is their twists on the seven sins because usually greed is associated with power money women you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but in her case it's actually associated with curiosity and uh and knowledge because she just wants to know everything she wants the tea that's like the best way to put it she wants the tea and so she went, She goes on this amazing monologue, and according to sources online, that monologue was taken in one take. Like, there was no break. She just no went into it. That is so impressive. Yeah, one take. Wow. Oh, do you know which one I'm talking about, Isabel? <laughs> is it the one where she's getting tea while having tea with our main protagonist? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she goes that a little nuts. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Um, yeah, so she she did it all in one take, and it was a long monologue. I'm pretty sure it spanned to, like, five minutes, which is quite a lot of talking for a single character in an anime. So, uh, so it was just going on and on. She did that all in one take. And I think it really showcased how she's not just shoehorned into these gender-neutral gender characters or... Uh, or young boy characters, she's also completely capable of the mysterious woman who you don't know a lot about, but she seems friendly. She seems like she's on your side, but still a little sketch, and you have to be a little nervous about her. Like she just she captures all that nuance in the greed in the witch of greed in in ReZero, and it just completely blew me away. And ever since then. My respect for her, I mean, obviously, I've already respected her before, but my overall respect for her just sort of skyrocketed because I was like, like, she can, if she, she can do that, she can do a lot of things. It's just she kind of got typecasted into a particular role because of how successful her Haruki was and how successful her Seal Phantom Hive was. So hopefully I brought a little spotlight to her and you guys enjoy her more as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, wait, I'm curious what you think of her in uh, Fruits Basket, because I'm showing that she did Akito, too. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, I just didn't see all of Fruits Basket, so I'm still wondering. Like, I saw Akito in, like, a couple of scenes, oh, right? Oh, Akito's, but- her performance with Akito is, like, chef's kiss. So good. Yeah. It, as in, like, it's so, like, Dresi mentioned, like, it's very gender neutral, but there are moments where she will change her pitch. So when Akito gets like really mad, her voice like does change a little bit to show like she does have like a feminine pitch mm-hmm. as well. So you hear like that kind of like screech in the in the, like the back. She of also throat gets she, like, more feminine whenever she's interacting with Shigure. I noticed that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that too. But then like when she's talking to the other house members, like it's such a low tenor that it does it definitely does feel like you're talking to a man or a Japanese presenting male rather than a Japanese presenting woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. It's such a like, it's so subtle, but it's like it's really there when you like sit when you strap yourself down for the final season, you're just like, whoa, <laughs> you're kind of gripped by the emotions. Especially in season one of season three. Uh episode one of season three. I was three. like season one of season three. <laughs> season three. <laughs> yeah, no, she is really good as Akido. Um as Agnes already pointed out she does pour a lot of emotions and the intonation is very unique to how she does Akito. Because Shigure obviously has a more complicated relationship she has with him, but she is more of herself slash a she. Because, you know, uh, I guess spoilers for people who don't know about Fruits Basket, but Akito was forced to grow up as a man. She doesn't actually identify as a man at all. She identifies very much as a woman. So, you know, that's hard for someone to live through. And so definitely does not help her mental health. I can guarantee on that. But essentially, uh, essentially with Shigure, who sees her more as a woman and she feels more as a woman with, it's always interesting because her voice becomes more feminine when she's around him. Even though they kind of like are torturing each other at the same time, it's a complicated relationship to say the least. So yeah, Maya Sakamoto, I think she's great. And I think that she has a lot of range as well that not a lot of people know about. So yeah. So my next one that I picked that I had a last minute scour, but 
ultimately, I it's weird because I don't necessarily think that. Okay, this is gonna sound fast. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that straight up right now. I don't necessarily think that there is a uh, particular role that she stood out to me on, but I do just really like her voice. It's Naot Toyama. I don't know if you guys know. Uh, you should know her, Isabel, because you watch uh, my teen uh, romantic comedy. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, which character? So she is, I think, Yui? Um, I think she's the girl who lost. Oh, oh y- Yui? Uh, yeah, Yui. Maybe? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people you like her one, character. You were one vowel short, Gracie. <laughs> Yui, Yui, Gahaba. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> yeah, so I so basically I think that I just really like her voice. <laughs> I I don't there isn't a particular role that immediately stands out to me in regards to her, but her voice, there's something very soothing about it that I just really, really, really like listening to. And so I'm just kind of biased for the texture in her voice. And I do really like her and uh Kaku Kaku oh my gosh, I cannot pronounce these. Kakurio, uh, the bed and breakfast for spirits. Did any of you guys watch that one? That one was just really cute and romantic and fluffy. <laughs> uh, I did not. <laughs> okay, well, I did not. Okay, either. that was just that was cute and romantic and fluffy. But she was the protagonist in that one. That I think she did a really good job because it just fit the character really well. I think it was just well casted per se. And another one that I did really like her in, despite the fact that I despise the anime, I think the anime was terrible. Like, there's nothing worth mentioning about this anime aside from her performance, which is Beatless with Lacia. I hope you two did not watch it. (laughs) No, I knew that Red Juice was doing the illustrations, but after remembering what happened to Guilty Crown, I said, nah, and I took a hard pass (laughs) on it. Oh, okay. Uh, and Isabel, you haven't seen that one? No, I haven't. Yeah, I heard things about it after it started, and I was like, okay, I will not watch my watch that. <laughs> Isabel and I just evade the problem <laughs> as quickly as we can. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, I'm very glad that you two didn't watch it, because the anime is absolute trash. But that's actually when I first noticed her, because her performance as Lacia is sadly extraordinarily well. And what I find really impressive about her is she plays an android, and um and beatless but obviously the ais have personalities as well and the fact that she's able to utilize her voice to feel so monotone like tone wise like so neutral but at the same time you're able to instantly tell what this android's personality is was extraordinarily impressive for me that to me was like ironically one of the highlight roles that i've always remembered her for that also made me get engaged with her as a voice actress of a terrible terrible anime that no one should watch ever (laughs) but it's just she did such a good job as this android. I I was just so impressed. And I don't think like, at least for me, I think I do obviously emotional stuff and, you know, shouting and screaming and crying. All these things are really, really hard. But I also think there is a different different kind of uh, difficulty when to force yourself to keep your voice completely neutral while still being able to portray the personalities. Like, does that make sense at all? No, that makes sense. Yeah, because you have to try to balance between having a monotone voice, but managing your inflections to show emotion. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. And that's what she does as Lacia. And I'm just like, this entire, (laughs) I'm just like, this entire anime is wasted because like, she's literally the only thing that holds up this entire show. Nothing else holds up this show except for her, and she somehow manages to do it that I actually still remember her performance in that anime, despite me remembering very, very little of the actual anime itself. So that's my little spiel about Nao Toyama that I really, really like. And actually, uh, if if you guys don't mind, I'm just going to add a third one really, really quickly because I just remembered her. And she is oh, a yeah. relatively new voice actress, so I think, you know, I think it's it would be right to mention her. But uh, and one of the other ones that have stood out to me in recent years is Atsumi Tanezaki. And she is Vivi in um, the anime Vivi. 
Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Got you. And she is also Satoa Hozuki from Kono Ototomare. Does anyone has you guys? Does anyone watch that show? Actually, I actually don't know. I only read the manga. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. What about you, Isabel? I'm sorry. I started it. I probably didn't meet that character though. Ah, uh, no. Dana. <laughs> well, um. <laughs> okay. So close yet so far. Well, she's also Uwa from Fruits Basket. Uwa is Arisa. Arisa? Yeah. Really? Oh, oh Arisa. Yeah. Okay, I was like, Uwa. Yeah. Sorry, I used her nickname, but yes, Arisa from Fruits Basket. Oh. Yeah, I can hear the strong female in that voice in both of those roles for Vivi and for uh, Arisa. Yes. Oh, and she's also Juno for Beastars. I don't know if you guys have uh, watched oh, Beastars. I have Juno. Yeah, uh, Juno's good too. Mm-hmm. Is Juno the, the female wolf? Yeah, the yeah. female wolf. In yep. the series? Ah, okay. Yeah. okay. I think she, um, Atsumi Tanizaki is definitely not the veteran voice actress, like the ones that we have mentioned, including Naoto Oyama has been in the industry for a while. She broke in relatively, like, I know 2011 feels very far away, but in 2011, she was getting the very, very minor roles. So it's only in recent years that she started to play, like, uh, supporting characters that have a big deal as well as main characters. And I have been really impressed by her performance, not just in Vivi. And, like, I don't think Juno and Vivi sound alike. In the same way that I don't think Satoa, uh, Satoa from Kono Oto Tomare sounds like, uh, sounds like Arisa from Fruits Basket. So her range is already starting to show. And I just, I think she's got a great career ahead of her because obviously she's been scoring main roles and I hope that she continues to do so because I think that she's just got great range and she's got something going for her because Juno is more manipulative than anything else and her voice shows that as well as like this really sexy scene between her and Louise that I would not talk about. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Gracie's small little shit. <laughs> yeah, my, my small little shit right there. Um, I don't know. Louise is just easy to ship. Wait, is that a ship? No. <laughs> sorry. Hmm? Wait, I don't know if that is a ship. But okay, no, sorry. Go ahead well, with Louise. It, it's Gracie's rare pair <laughs> ship. Louise is extremely attractive as a deer. I know that sounds terrible. <laughs> okay, I can do that. But, mm-hmm. I, guess. I, like, I don't know how the Beastars made Louise so attractive. So I'm like, yes, I'm attracted to a deer somehow. But he's like easily shippable with a lot of characters in the anime. Anyway, my point aside is I do think she has a lot of range as already because Vivi has this voice acting journey of being relatively monotone, again, relatively neutral because she's an AI who hasn't really, her code hasn't really developed, her personality hasn't really developed, which as an FYI for people who might actually not be aware of this, but um, AIs can very much develop personalities that has been proven uh, over and over again. I learned that in a psychology class, actually, because psychologists even study how AI develop personalities. And so and so the fact that the Vivi goes through this ginormous journey of being really neutral and like to the original code, eventually to how her personality develops as time goes on was really, really impressive. But that neutral sort of tone she had at the beginning absolutely sounds nothing like Arisa, who is very loud and rambunctious and, like, tough from the very beginning, or Satoa, who is very sarcastic and snappy at the beginning as well. And so the fact that she's already showing all these skills, I'm I'm just so excited, and I hope she gets more and more roles as much as roles as possible. So, yeah. That is my third person that I added on because my two original picks were poached by you two. So. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So in that case, though, we've got to address the elephant in the room, which is obviously Agnes had fled the country the last time we spoke, which was over a month ago. And now that she's back, and safe to return to the country. We are very excited to hear, you know, what happened when you were away. Where'd you go? Where'd you flee to? <laughs> so we ended up fleeing to France where I had a couple relatives that were able to sponsor us overseas. And uh, they were a little bit stingy with the sponsorship. So we had to find some minimal jobs to get by. I was with my mom. 
uh, my aunt and my cousin who wanted to become a doctor in the U.S., but that was a bit of a struggle. So we ended up getting sponsored over there. And so my mom ended up working as a um, a waitress in a pho restaurant in Paris. Was the pho restaurant uh, called- good? <laughs> The pho restaurant, I mean, they, they actually, the food is actually really good. It's a place called Benkwon 14. They actually ha- It's so good that they have actually three shops in Paris. Uh, one of them is actually near the Louvre Museum. Ooh. But the one that we worked with was in the Chinese, the, the now the newer Chinese district in Paris. I th- believe it was the 18th district. Everything was a blur. It was really hard to get by. So my mom was working as a waitress there. My mom knew, understood a little bit of French to get by, but it was mainly because she's Vietnamese and she knows what pho tastes like. So she helped out a lot at the front and also the back in the kitchens. I don't know jack shit in anything. So I <laughs> ended up working as a, a dishwasher in the back. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm scrubbing dishes and taking out trash. Well, at least you don't have to deal with the customers, you know, that's one great thing. Oh yeah, I don't have to deal, because my French is absolute trash, so I can't even get their order in the first place. Especially when the French accent is so, it's so flat, that when they try to speak certain Vietnamese words or dish names, it's, it sounds really weird. It's like murd with just flatness, and I'm just like, what what did they say? (laughs) So it's very confusing. Um, but yeah, so I worked in the back as a, um, as a dishwasher and also taking out the trash in the, at the dead of night when my mom was helping clean the tables and closing up shop. And while I was taking out the trash, I was suddenly scared by something that had crossed my path. And it was a black cat. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh, uh, you know, there's tons of cats in Paris. You know, it's, it's, it's a metropolitan. It's like New York or Los Angeles. It's, it's, there's nothing to be worried about. So I go out there, I put in my trash. I turn around and I, and as I'm about to, walk up the stairs back into the shop, I am suddenly confronted by that same black cat that just stares at me. And I can see like this eerie yellow glow in its eyes as it stares back at me. And then it like darts away off the railing and like into the bushes. And I'm just like so scared for my life that I just book it. I book it to wherever I could go because I didn't want to see that cat ever again. Ah, Okay, well, too bad because we have run out of time for this week's episode because uh, we have a limit, as everyone knows from our episode lists. We always have a limit, but a mysterious black cat. Okay, you know what? Like, we got to hear the continuation of this story. So, you know, Agnes, <laughs> we will ask you to finish it next week when we record next time, okay? So don't forget what happened and, you know, tell us the whole story because we need to know your whole uh, experience uh, in France. Sure, sure, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. All right. Well, I hope everyone has enjoyed our topic as well as Agnes's story. At least I certainly have. And I cannot wait to hear more about it next week. So so exciting. But I hope you guys will be here with us next time to finish her story, obviously, alongside some other anime stuff. (laughs) For sure, for sure. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye.